0: saying is that since the rams got von miller and obj they haven't won a game i mean i'm not gonna start conspiracy theories i'm just saying that's a fact of course what is going on everybody with another sleeper wire episode today we're gonna be talking about the not top tens everybody's favorite segment of course i am natter alongside the number one australian analyst sheen how you doing over there
1: I'm good, man. I tell you what, both of our teams this week had romping victories, uh-huh. but I think yours might have been just a little bit sweeter than mine. How how were you feeling Monday night?
0: I was, you know, the Pikachu shocked meme with the face, yep. the Pikachu shock face. That was me the whole game. Like, like I, I didn't expect any of this. I didn't expect any of what happened to happen. And uh, I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I bet. You know, it's... Uh... Well, I was going to say, it's not every day you beat the Rams. Is it five times in a row that the Niners have? It's, you know, they own California. They ran the Raiders out of town.
0: Uh-huh, exactly. I mean, uh, I think it is 1,081 days since the Rams have beaten the Niners. Not that I'm counting or anything. Wow, sucked in. Huh, sorry?
1: Sucked in. Sucked in, Rams.
0: Sucked it, Rams, exactly. Imagine going to LA just to lose. Sounds like LeBron James yeah. to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a um it was a bit of a shit week of football all around, but it I was I was glad that both the Patriots won and the uh the Niners won.
0: It uh, I mean, makes, it, makes this you know, show more enjoyable. It, it, you know, it, it's nice to have a smile on your face going into the show when you're ready to talk about football because I know when the Niners they got absolutely dismantled by Arizona. I I try to stay off the internet and try to stay off the forums, try to stay off of like the hot takes that you know are going to happen because they're going to happen, especially on Twitter, and It's so annoying. Like, you sit there and think, oh my god, people allow you to speak?
1: Yeah. Well, this is the problem. Everyone has a platform. We have a fucking platform. That's why these people are listening to us.
0: Well, see, while you make a good point, I feel like we have a platform because we every so often do make good points.
1: Yeah, I I really enjoyed listening back to last week's episode and and hearing you talk about defensive scheming and stuff like that as i said Thank to you yeah. last week it was almost like we were a football podcast for a uh for a couple of minutes there for
0: a hot minute yeah and guess what we were still 100% right because now the the whatever the titans implemented into the office the niners did and they came up with what three almost three interceptions two went for a pick six of course that pick six was a little lucky I almost had a butt interception almost had a butt fumble had a butt interception that would have been the highlight of the year. Uh, I mean, and then we saw OBJ kind of try not to get upset, but then he was also at the same time kind of upset. And, you know, he just kind of had a little bittersweet moment right there.
1: I think his dad's just so excited to be cutting up more clips of people not passing the board to his son. And uh, sending it to REM. Yeah.
0: I swear, you know, if my dad did that, I'd, there's nothing but respect to that. You know, that's a dad that supports you every step of the way.
1: Yeah, I imagine uh, my dad would just tell me they weren't passing me some shit. So, uh,
0: well, you know, OBJ likes that, so maybe he does that on purpose.
1: Who's to say? In fact, speaking of me being shit at playing football, I am spending Thanksgiving with a bunch of uh, Scottish people. In fact, and apparently there's a flag football game, that and sucks. I'm excited to uh, to maybe towel them up at it, uh, and hopefully not injure myself. This might be my last ever episode because I might die on the football field.
0: On, well, I mean, on you're playing weekend. with Scottish. You know, maybe their quilts will uh, uh, hold them back, and allow you to score some easy touchdowns. Hopefully, you start yourself in fantasy.
1: You know, I've um, I'll, I'll absolutely be starting myself. It's always a good sign. You've got to you've got to put yourself in your team; otherwise, you've got no confidence. But that's uh, that's by the by. What do we got in the show this week?
0: Well, before we do that, I just have to make the one quick joke of: Please don't let any Scottish person in a quilt hurdle you. That'll that won't go well. <laughs> for any nightmares that you're going to have later on in life um, but of course in today's episode like I mentioned we're going to be talking about the not top 10 <laughs> where we're going to rank them and then we're going to say who does not belong in the top 10 and of course who should be replacing them and of course we got some of the wise words of wisdom in myself and I, I see a new segment that you have here Traders of the lost player I like this I like the title of that of course but before we head into those segments i do want to remind everybody to follow the sleeper wire show on twitter and of course sign up for the patreon our charity patreon i do want to emphasize to make sure that you do not miss out on any articles that she and his team writes any episode of the podcast whether it's this one or dynasty wire and of course the live shows whether that's the mail sack the blitz if and anything and everything in between
1: yep absolutely it's the one place to get everything it's uh well, obviously we're biased, but it's, it's the best uh, fantasy football platform on the internet as far as I'm concerned. But traders of the lost player, uh, regular listeners might remember this from our quiz episode a couple of weeks ago when we had gorgeous George Reed on. And uh, it's a simple, simple conceit for you here is I've looked into your favorite Yahoo trade calculator.
0: Thank you. Thank and you. I've, found,
1: I've found some trades that have been done and I've taken a player out of those trades and you tell me who that missing player is in that deal.
0: Oh, that's a tough one. All right, I'm a game.
1: So I've got, I've got four for you here. And if this falls flat on its face, we'll never do this again. But if it works, uh, who knows? could be a little off-seasoner for us. So right. the first one is Hunter Henry uh-huh. and Joe Burrow traded for one of Hunter Henry's teammates.
0: It has to be Keenan Allen. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, Hunter Henry. I, 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 th- I thought he was still on the Chargers. Um, <laughs> it has to be Stevenson.
1: Close. It's Damian uh, Harris.
0: Oh, and I had to be a running back, but I went with. Uh, I know you like Stevenson, so I try to. I try to pull that card on you. <laughs>
1: you, you went. You went the new hot. Funnily enough, uh, Mill Hunter has seven touchdowns in seven weeks, which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty impressive. And considering for so much of the off season, we we're worried about which tight ends are going to be. I think Jonas Smith's injuries helped, but uh, Hunter Henry has been reliable.
0: It's difficult to judge a tight end, especially when a team wants to use multiple tight ends. Uh, it's easy to just to shade away and not have to deal with it. But right now I think Hunter Henry has earned a tight end spot on the roster.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's always hard to, to tell with this because it doesn't really give you any context around the deal. But which side would you rather have here? Hunter Henry and Joe Burrow or Damian Harris?
0: Damian Harris.
1: Yeah, it's Harris for me too. The other two are replaceable, streamable positions. Exactly. As good as Burrow and Henry have been. Right, question two. Jalen Waddle. And two running backs from the same team traded for Austin Eckler.
0: Two running backs on the same team. Can I get a divisional hint?
1: I'll I'll tell you it's the AFC.
0: AFC. Okay. First, if you if you were to say NFC, I would have said Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, but now that you That's said it's a good AFC, guess,
1: it's not those two.
0: Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um AFC, who who are some running backs on the AFC that are worth Austin Eckler? And that makes me think, not the Colts. See, the Colts with like, you would think Hines and Jonathan Taylor, but no, that'd be giving up way too much. Uh, Derek Henry and Adrian Peterson come to mind.
1: Not really a duo, just two pl- Oh, I did say it is two players on the same team, to be fair. It's not Henry and Peterson.
0: Okay. So, I mean, by that, I can say the contact schools are probably a running back and wide receiver.
1: No, it's two running backs from the same team.
0: Two running backs from the same? Okay.
1: I'll, I'll give you a clue here. Uh-huh. This this is like... It's not like Batman and Robin. This is more like Batman and Red Robin.
0: Batman and Red Robin. Oh, God. Uh, hmm. It means an elite RB1, and then, like, his third string handcuff that's a tough one
1: would it help if I said to you job interview
0: job interview let's see job interview (laughs) huh Unfortunately, it is not. So I'm gonna to have to take a shot at a left field and say Najee Harris and um, Benny Snell.
1: That's that's a good guess. You're in the right division. It is Nick Chubb and De'Ernest Johnson.
0: I don't know if that's a red Robin. anything.
1: Well, it's he's the backup to the backup because you he, think uh, well, it's Chubb, it's Chubb and Hunt, but it's uh, it was Chubb and De'Ernest goes to summer camp here.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I debated I debated thinking of Chubb, and then I was going to go like Fenton. Or yep. F- yeah, Fenton Felt. or Felton. There we go. That's his name. But I was like, nah, nah, it can't be that easy.
1: Do you, uh, just before I move on, do you have a favorite Ernest movie?
0: See, the have problem you seen is any on, of- I don't know what Ernest is.
1: <laughs> no? It's a series of kids' movies from the 90s starring Jim Varney. Never heard uh, of it. About her. a gentleman called Ernest who does all sorts of wacky things like goes to jail or, or, or to summer camp. Um, they are terrible. Right. Number three, Dearness himself, Dearness Johnson. Okay. And Justin Herbert for a quarterback and running back from the same team.
0: Okay. So Dearness Johnson and who? Sorry, Herbert. Justin
1: Herbert, Herb- Justin De- Herbert for a quarterback and, Herb- and running back from the same team. I'll narrow it down for you straight away. Okay. NFC.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Quarterback and running back at the same team. So, I mean, you you would think that you're probably not going to get a good running back out of this. But you're probably having that smirk on your face where I'm I'm terribly wrong. I'll go Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette.
1: That's not a bad guess. That's not a bad guess. I thought you might have gone Kyler and James Conner. Uh,
0: no. Well, I See, the problem is, that is that's a lot of good players. So I would much rather be on the Kyler Murray and James Conner than the Herbert and Ernest side.
1: It's neither of those. I'll give, you, I'll give you a clue here. They were... Well, both players have been heavily in the news the past two weeks and their team heavily in the news today.
0: No, no, I haven't checked the news today. Uh hmm. okay. Aaron Rodgers and AJ Dillon.
1: So it's Rogers and Jones.
0: Ah, oh, so close.
1: Yeah. So the the news you might have missed today is Green Bay uh, sold a bunch more of their shares.
0: Oh yeah, that I did hear. That I did hear.
1: There you go. And this is the this is the last one. So okay. the Chris, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And he he was traded for a running back, a quarterback, and a wide receiver. They all have a Washington football team connection. Two of them are current Washington players, and the other one is a former Washington player. So it's a running back, quarterback, wide receiver, of which two are currently Washington football team players and one used to play for Washington.
0: Okay, so that's going to be... the Only people semi-worth Christian McCaffrey is going to be Antonio Gibson and McLaurin. Um, I don't even think that's still enough. I, I would still rather have McCaffrey, but a quarterback that used to play in Washington, that would have to be Kirk Cousins.
1: You're so close. I loved your logic there. It's J.D. McKissick, oh. Terry McLaurin, and Kirk Cousins. But, yeah. they're, they're, you know what, I'll give you that one. I think you're, Gibson would be a better deal.
0: Yeah, it would be a better deal, but I would still rather have McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, for sure. There were some ridiculous deals for uh, McCaffrey. Um, and that's kind of what sparked this this is a segment. Um but yeah, so how, how do you think that went as a say, do we want more of this?
0: I would have mind more of this. This one I would have mind. Okay. This one was fun. It's definitely a brainbuster.
1: I uh, I played around with the format a bit, so we'll um we might revisit it later in the season. But of course, okay. I think for a lot of leagues the trade deadlines passed. So it
0: They're getting close we, to.
1: We might um We'll see how we go. Maybe it'll make an appearance later in the season. But um, that is fair. make an appearance most weeks on our show. Not as wise words of wisdom.
0: All right. So if you ever see me on my deathbed, please take me off and move me to the life bed. That way I cheat death.
1: <laughs> this is up there with the you can't die in the living room.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good, huh?
1: I like all these these death loopholes. It's not wrong. I feel like uh, I've never really been big into the Final Destination series, but I think the next one, they need to cast you to just pop up. And as these people are sort of dying in crazy ways, you just need to sort of go, hey, I tell you what, we're not going to take you off the life support machine or something like that and, uh-huh. and see how you go.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it, it's, it's called life support for a reason. It gives you life. Mm. And if you take it off, congratulations, you're dead.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I like it. I always appreciate your, your cheating death advice.
0: That's what I'm here for. That's all Hmm. I'm
1: here for. Good. Now, what do we got?
0: Okay, so let's go into the top 10. More specifically, the not top 10. And right now, we're going to start it off with the running backs real fast. We got number one, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. So real fast, is Jonathan Taylor 101 next year?
1: Oh, he's close to it, isn't he? He's
0: close to it right now. I mean, he hasn't gotten injured significantly to the point where we're like, oh, you know, maybe he's injury prone like Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, you know, this is two years in a row where he's had two massive injuries. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a little bit too injury-prone for me to consider him as uh, a 101. Derrick Henry, who was, in my opinion, going to be the 101s in the future. And now he has a big injury. We'll see how he comes back from that. Uh, so as of right now, I think Jonathan Taylor takes the cake as 101.
1: Give me your top five for next year. Top five yeah, right f- off the bat. first five picks.
0: Okay, so Jonathan Taylor. I'm still going to go Christian McCaffrey, number two. Derrick Henry, Kamara... And, the I mean, the way it's looking is Najee Harris looks really good right now. I might have to give it to him.
1: It's, I think you're dead on with those top three. I think that's going to be a lock in most leagues. Mm-hmm. And then I think you could almost throw a blanket over. Like this year, we had the first seven picks. We talked about a lot as being running backs. I think you're going to see um, Cook is still going to be probably before more wide, most wide receivers. As you said, Kamara is going to be. DeAndre Swift I could see being... Um, a pre-wide receiver running back, if you like, Austin Eckler, I think, is going to be the top end of, or at least in in the first nine picks, I think, in a lot of leagues. So you might be somewhere. Well, could could you see an all running back first round?
0: I think we're going to, and I think we're going to start seeing it more often, especially with how kind of wide receivers are underwhelming this year. I think running backs yeah, are really yeah. kind of taking the cake I mean, right now. I mean, Tyreek Hill he had a two touchdown game, but if he didn't, I hate saying this or hate using this, but if you take away the two touchdowns, then he, I mean, he, I don't even know if he eclipsed hundred yards. Uh Duh. Uh, Devontae Adams there we go that's his name he isn't exactly killing it to, this, to the degree we expect uh, Stefan Diggs isn't AJ Brown is a little bit inconsistent CeeDee Lamb's doing well but I mean there's still Amari Cooper and now uh, Michael Gallup he's back Mike Evans Justin Jefferson Debo Samuel is a surprise actually it's not necessarily a surprise I think we both predicted that but not to this extent I want to say uh, I, Marquise Brown is too inconsistent Keenan Allen is good but he's just not doing anything phenomenal for everybody Could-
1: Cooper Cup is probably the the one. Well, Tyreek Hill, as far as I'm concerned, is the wide receiver one. But I think Cooper Cup might be the one. Oh, Jamar Chase might even mm-hmm. give him a nudge as as a first rounder. But um, I think we're going to see maybe 10 running backs start the draft next year. I think you in have a lot to. Of leagues. I,
0: I think people are starting to realize, especially the more they play fantasy, is how important having running backs are and how bad your fantasy team is when you don't have them. And uh, having running backs on your bench is not necessarily a bad thing. Even if they're putting up points on your bench, it's not necessarily a bad thing because bye weeks are going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. And being or having, the comfort, having the comfort of just being able to slide one in if something goes bad is uh, very stress-free and very relaxing, knowing that you could possibly do that. And especially if you draft DJ Moore in the fourth round and he's struggling to put up fantasy points then of course it's going to feel really bad and of course in the fourth round you could have taken somebody like uh probably could have taken sorry what's his name for the rams daryl henderson i know we kind of advised against daryl henderson this year unfortunately or fortunately he has been playing very well uh you could have taken struggling to
1: run out of game like seemingly every week he comes off he misses plays he's always at risk not to start the next week
0: it is, but, uh, I mean, he's putting up fantasy points. So, I mean, he's kind of—I he's. want to say he's a little bit better than Antonio Gibson, where— Oh, for sure. He's not comfortable, but he's still being productive. I mean, Antonio Gibson had two touchdowns last week, uh, but not necessarily the rushing yards behind it in order to back a fantasy performance. But congratulations that he put up fantasy points for you if you started him. Uh, I mean, you could have taken James Conner. You could have taken— uh so, uh, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, all instead of these Damian wide Harris. receivers. Damian Harris. Uh, you know, uh, all these running backs you could have taken. Probably Chris Carson. He probably went uh, around that area. Also, other than these wide receivers that are completely underperforming. I mean, right now, Deontay Johnson, he's playing pretty well. Nothing phenomenal. Terry McLaurin, underwhelming. Adam Thielen, he's playing average. Hopkins, underwhelming.
1: is the wide receiver equivalent of Antonio Gibson this year, in that he's not getting yards, he's just scoring touchdowns.
0: Yes, yes, and it's very nice, especially when you put him in your starting lineup. I will say that. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, disappointing. Brandon Cooks, he's playing to his potential. It's hard for... It's hard to draft wide receivers. Not, It's not hard to draft running backs. I think that's the main thing, that the point I want to get across.
1: I guess we'll have to see when draft season rolls around. Um, I guess we'll see come draft season... What it shakes out and whether we will see a shift towards a running back meta, if you like, and whether there's going to be even fewer people doing 0RB. But I think this season has been a case study of 0RB. There's been a lot of running back injuries. You can't avoid that. And so having those mid-round guys, mid-tier guys have helped. It just so happens that wide receiver has been a bit sparse this year in the mid-round. Wide receivers have performed and the elite guys haven't really been at that same level that we've seen in years past.
0: And I think that's 100% true, especially somebody that drafted Allen Robinson in the fourth round. You look really stupid to doing that, and... I mean, of course, I don't think anybody ever expected Allen Robinson to be this disappointed. But I mean, say you took an RB in the fourth round instead and uh, your team would be a whole lot stronger because of it. So uh, I've always been an advocate of you're taking two RBs the first two rounds. That's that's no, no debate. No question. You take two RBs. And then the third round, you start looking, Okay, did a wide receiver fall? to this point that i have to take if not what about what are the rb situations looking like because it's going to be either one or the other you know either everybody went running back heavy and in the third round you're basically forced to take a receiver or people took wide receivers and a running back fell and then you should be taking three running backs and after that you could start deciding on wide receivers but i mean of course we 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 heavily decided or discussed the pre-drafts during the uh, preseason and all those mock drafts that we did, and having all those guests on, and then breaking it down to the fullest extent. Hopefully, that everybody listened and implemented exactly what we said, and you are not in the situation that you're basically screwed. I mean, in a league. Um Alvin Kamara. For me, he's out. I said, oh, okay, that that, that kind of sucks. That's cool. And then I just put Movin Gordon in my flex and then I put Deontay uh, sorry, Swift in his spot and said, congratulations, I put up 140 this week. I, it, <laughs> th- th- that's the type of like confidence that you should have when you have your fantasy lineup. You should have RBs for days.
1: Yeah, I'm very much... I've been the opposite this year and I think it just hasn't fallen my favor. I've tried to go RB heavy. It just hasn't worked for me, but... Um it is nice to have that depth and and you're not trying to scramble together starters off the off the waiver wire but um, i've had a bit of a trashier injury wise anyway we're talking about not the top 10 not uh, my shit fantasy football rosters all right.
0: So back to the list. Of course, Jonathan Taylor, number two. I like how we went from Jonathan Taylor. Is he 101 to to drafting RBs? All right. Dalvin Cook, number three. Najee Harris, four. Nick Chubb, five. Zeke, at six. Eckler, at seven. Joe Mixon, at eight. DeAndre Swift, at nine. And then A.J. Dillon, at ten. Okay. So looking at this list, it's a pretty solid list. There's not too much to to, like, dissect. There's not too much to really i think nitpick but i think the people that are outside the list are the questionable ones that how can we fit them in the top 10 and right now like for example james Conner. right now fantasy pros has him ranked at level uh number 11 and then you have Fournette at 12 James Robinson at 13. James Robinson, he goes against the Niners. That might be a little bit of a tough, difficult matchup. Saquon at 14. Uh, I'm not even questioning him. He's not in my top 20. Elijah Elijah Mitchell, sorry. If he plays, I know he had surgery today, I believe it was, for his Yeah, he's got
1: a broken hand broken hand broken finger something like that
0: yeah so if he plays i feel like you kind of need to try to find a way to put him in your top 10 and then like some people like david montgomery josh jacobs michael carter is always fun to, to to talk about antonio gibson's hanging around there and then of course uh, Ramondre stevenson i know you want to hear that name a couple times especially cracking the top 10 but do you have any thing to add
1: to this to the top 10
0: yeah do you have any knots do you have any knots that belong here
1: the one that jumps out straight away is Christian McCaffrey. Because if he's not 100%, um, does he play? If he does start, how much does he play? Does he get re-injured? If he's out there, he's obviously the number one running back. But he would be one that I'm potentially cautious about. Joe Mixon versus Las Vegas. Um And I really like A.J. Dillon this week, but he would... Actually, I'm pretty comfortable with him in the top 10. Maybe... Yeah. So, it's McCaffrey, who is injury pending. Okay. So, it it might just be Joe Mixon. So, who do I slot in there? Ramondre Stevenson versus Atlanta is interesting to me on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Assuming he is still out. And... Well, if he's fit, Alvin Kamara versus Philadelphia. If he's not fit, Mark Ingram versus Philadelphia.
0: So you're willing to take Christian McCaffrey out?
1: If McC- well, McCaffrey's got that question mark. Is he injured? How how impacted is he going to be? You're not not starting him. This is, to me, not even a question about are you starting McCaffrey or not. You're starting him and then assuming that he, he gets through or hoping that he gets through. Um. What I'm looking at here doesn't have anything about his injury. So, no,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't. It's still a little early in the week. I don't think teams have officially practiced or submitted submitted the practice
1: results. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't have anything. So, it's really only McCaffrey if he's if he's hampered by that injury. If not, then obviously he's locked and loaded. Which leaves Joe Mixon. Is are you are you pulling anyone else out of that list?
0: I can I can make an argument for Zeke. I don't know about his. Well, not necessarily that, but him scoring touchdowns and thinking that the the Cowboys are going to have to pass the ball in order to keep up with Kansas City. If so, I would take Zeke out of my top 10 and then try to find a way to put, surprisingly, Leonard Fournette i want to find a way to put him in the top 10 because i mean he's going against the giants who are naturally a good run defensive team but leonard fournette has been playing phenomenally lately he's probably one of the zero rb type of candidates that people will uh really hang their hat on i think is the best way to put it i mean james connor and leonard fournette i know who's who's big on james connor i know he liked leonard fournette and because of that, you know, if he was able to take those guys lay, then he has a solid uh, starting lineup at the running back position. And, I mean, of course, a lot of wide receivers didn't hit. But if they did, then his lineups are looking kind of scary. But, of course, I mean, a lot of dominoes have to fall in your favor for that to happen. But back to this list.
1: Well, I suppose that's the argument to do with zero RB is that exactly. dominoes do fall faster with running backs. And you could say A.J. Dillon, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, James Robinson... Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, Ramondre Stevenson, Mark Ingram, Devonta Freeman, Daryl Williams, uh, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, J.D. McKissick, Jordan Howard, uh, Dearness Johnson, Tony Pollard. That's the, the top 32. That's a real arbitrary cutoff. They're all zero RB guys.
0: Yes, but if, say, you took with your first uh, wide receivers, you took uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, he's still playing well, but definitely not to first round talent. So, and then you went all the way and took Stefan Diggs, second round, assuming, you know, he fell to you there, who had a good week this week, but he's definitely been disappointing to what we've seen so far. And then in the third round, you took AJ uh, or DJ Moore or AJ Brown. AJ Brown has been playing pretty well, but. Uh, I, I can't knock A.J. Brown at this point. Say so you took, you know, D.J. Moore in the fourth, then, you know, your wide receiver core is not looking too solid, especially if you took the Andre Hopkins somewhere in between that. Then if your running backs don't necessarily hit, then, well, you're a free win every week.
1: Yeah, I guess it. this is probably what we we don't want the good public to know. A lot of this is luck. And make injuries go your way. You draft Roger. Right I mean, I've had a successful season in one league because someone snapped Tyler Lockett, so I settled for Cooper Cup.
0: I mean, that's how it is. That's how it is. Because, I mean, I, one league I wanted uh, Robert Woods, and he took him from me, snapped me in, and I was like, man, I really wanted Robert Woods, but I'll take Cooper Cup. Yep. And it just happened to be that way. And uh, yes, it, it is luck, but it's also setting yourself up to succeed. You know, if you drafted. Uh, I want to say uh, Aaron Jones thinking that he's going to be a workhorse back and then not taking other backs because he, oh, he's all you really need. And you're surprised AJ Dylan is taking up this much playing time. Well, then that's not setting yourself up to succeed. Um, but for this list that we keep going off topic on, which <laughs> is fun, by the way, I like ranting and you know, yeah. hopefully you guys enjoy it too. Uh, Zeke is who I want to take off this list. There's no real reason Other than I feel like he's just going to have a weaker game, and because of that, I want to put Leonard Fournette into this top ten lineup.
1: How do you feel about? I got no issue with that. How do you feel about Najee Harris?
0: He's had it so good, and he's playing so well. He's going to get his carries. He's going to get his touches, he's going to get his receptions, and he's going to get his touchdowns. He's going to get his touchdown opportunities, I should say. And and that's all you could really ask, is give me an opportunity to put up a touchdown. And he's basically Antonio Gibson, but better.
1: Yeah, well, that's not hard, according to you.
0: He's, and Turner Gibson's putting up touchdowns. Like, I keep trying to knock him, and after every bad week that he has, I'm like, see, see, that he's a touchdown dependent. He's not going to get the yards. But, I mean, once he gets those two touchdown games, then, you know, you can't really do anything other than say, hey, he's getting them touchdowns.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. No, I'm uh, I'm comfortable with that. So what's our, what's our verdict here? We are taking out Zeke. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'll acquiesce and say, we'll take out Zeke and Joe Mixon, and in that we're putting – Leonard Fournette and this one's a tough it's either James Robinson or Ramondre Stevenson for me
0: so if Harris is not playing I think he I think Harris is still in concussion protocol he kind of did some individual drills today so if he does not pass concussion protocol yeah you're putting Ramondre Stevenson somewhere in that top 10 because I I remember when I did my expert consensus for the week I saw Damian Harris out I, I, I took Ramondre Stevenson from like 40th and my rankings and then I think I put him in like 15 and I was like uh, I think he can go higher but I think that's a safe spot
1: I was talking about this on the great debate uh, this week which will be out now well, the episode um, he was on a lot of waiver wire still Sunday morning and I think a lot of people picked him up Sunday started him and happy days I certainly did in a couple of leagues
0: yeah that's definitely a happy day I went against him in a league or two it was uh, it was kind of sad
1: yeah, so I, I t- tend to ask you this. Who outside, let's say, the top 24 do you think has a chance to be a top 12 running back this week?
0: Okay, so let's see. Let's go to the top 24 real fast. So 24, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, assuming he plays against Dallas, he definitely has opportunity to go into the top 12. I mean, you know that offense is going to have opportunity in the red zone. Oh, he uses is one little
1: outside nice. Outside the top 24, he is 24th
0: outside the top 24th are we going like 12 to 23 or are we going like 24 higher than
1: we're going 24 uh, sorry 25 and beyond
0: oh okay so you just want to uh, nitpick and just cheat me on that one all right that's cool <laughs> um so let's see chris what carson if he plays jd mckissick Ernest if Chubb doesn't play. But, I mean, uh, I think that's skewed if Ernest against the Lions of all teams. If Chubb's out, then I think it'd be unfair to put him at 31st. Boston's, no. Uh, I quite
1: like Deonta Foreman versus Houston.
0: You know, I'm very surprised at his workload.
1: He's looked good, though. He's looked the best running back in that team. I still like uh, McNichols because I think he's got that passing down role. But Deonta Foreman's their best runner.
0: Let's see. He had 11 carries for 30 yards. It's still a, uh, uh, what is that, 2.9 carry average? Yep. Not bad. All right, so if you're the best runner at a 2.9 carry average.
1: It's the, it's the workload. He looked good. Passes the eye test. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, okay. I'm going to give you that cop out. Okay. How do you feel about Mike Davis versus New England without Cordaro Patterson or Wayne uh, Gorman?
0: I'd rather have Wayne Garmin.
1: Yeah, I probably would too. Okay,
0: uh, I think we should also talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. If Elijah Michelle does not play, I think Jeff Wilson it needs to be in the top twelve discussion.
1: Yep, that is an excellent one. San Francisco having Jacksonville, I think that's a, a real excellent recommendation there.
0: Uh huh. Matt Breida. He's an interesting name because I think we talked about this last week when we we decided to put our big boy hats on and talk technical football. If if teams are going to consistently stay in a cover two defense and with two safeties not in the box, assuming two safeties are not in the box, that means teams are going to have the advantage running the ball. And if you are unable to run the ball in against a cover two defense, then you're screwed, which is what happened against the Buffalo Bills against Jacksonville, what's happening with Kansas City, what's happening with the Rams right now is that teams that aren't able to effectively run the ball can't pass on that defense, can't run the ball on that defense. You get screwed. Uh, I I think Matt Breda getting his touches and his catches shows that the Rams are going to do something different running the ball. And Matt Burida, of course, he's a speedster. He
1: also plays for the the Bills.
0: He also plays for the Bills. And the Bills cannot run the ball effectively. So they made a huge change in putting in Matt Breda instead of Zach Moss, instead of Devon Singletary. And especially in the red zone, where I mean, where he had three rushes for 28 yards. He had a touchdown. He had a catch for 20. He caught three passes, another 22 yards, a touchdown in himself, two touchdowns, 50 yards. uh, And he hasn't even had that much of a snap count. I think he is going to have a higher snap count as the season goes on, and he's going to have more of a fantasy impact, especially more of a team impact, if the Bills want to have Super Bowl aspirations.
1: There's a pretty even division of labor between uh, Singletary, Moss, and Breeder, And in fact, Breeder sort of led the backfield while the game was still live. Um, Singletary kind of batted cleanup on it, as it were. Anyone else you want to talk about on this list of running backs here?
0: Uh, you know, it, it's... No. There's nobody else that I'm sitting here going, oh, yeah, they could have a big game. I mean, there's still people like Michael Carter, the legend that everybody loves right now. Uh, he's going against Miami. He has opportunity for a big game, but he's not in the uh, the 25 that you asked for. He's number 18 right now. I, I I will personally slide him higher in my expert rankings. I'll probably put him around the, the, the 12 to 15 mark-ish, depending on how injuries and how the practices go for uh, everybody that is currently injured. But uh, I think that's it.
1: Nice. Should move on to wide receivers.
0: All right, let's knock that one out. So let's see. Devontae Adams, number one. Tyreek Hill, two. Stephon Diggs, three. A.J. Brown, four. C.D. Lane, five. C.D.'s nuts, I should say, five. Mike (laughs) Evans, six. Justin Jefferson, seven. Debo Samuel, number eight. Godwin, nine. And then D.K. Metcalf at ten. So D.K., I just, I, you know, I just want to give DK congratulations for getting thrown out of the game, still trying to come back into the game. Uh, you good. know, I don't, I don't know if we ever talked about this story. DK, apparently he hit up an OnlyFans model.
1: Here Maybe at TM3 Sleepaway, we respect women <laughs> and do not endorse the behavior of DK Metcalf. Um, just like to put that on record, uh, that, that that is how I feel about that story and, and the objectification of women. Um, and the lack of respect he showed to them. Uh, that being said.
0: <laughs> so DK goes number one on my rankings.
1: <laughs> yeah, dick dickhead Metcalf. If uh-huh, you ask yeah. me. Yeah, I'm an yeah.
0: ally. Nice job. I'm proud of
1: um, you. <laughs> good. Who else do we not like here? Let's move uh, away from DK Metcalf. So you're taking DK out of your top ten. Are yeah, you taking, taking all DK. the way out of your top ten? Taking halfway out of his, your top ten and then putting him back in your top ten?
0: <laughs> no, I'm taking him out of my top ten. He's he's fully leaving my top ten. He's not he's not he's not in that equation anymore. I also want to take out. Uh, you know what? Who, who's who's hovering in the top ten real fast. So Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown. Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen against Pittsburgh. No, I don't like that matchup. Jamar Chase against Jamar
1: Chase versus Uh Vegas.
0: Uh huh. I like that matchup. Ding 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 ding. All right, so Jamar Chase is going to number ten. He's sliding DK Metcalf.
1: I'm going to have him higher than that. Okay, you're going to have him. Well, for me, I think out of this drops AJ Brown. Okay. I I think either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. I'm inclined to say. I think. Potentially, neither of them finish top 10. Evans might get a bunch of touchdowns, but not a lot of yards. Um, And, you know, I I don't see both of them being top 10 players. Jefferson will depend if he has um, G.I.A. Alexander for company for the day. And... Yeah, so I think A.J. Brown, I'm going to take A.J. Brown out. I'm going to take Chris Godwin out of my my top 10 here.
0: Okay, so A.J. Brown and Chris Godwin and DK. So that's three people knocked out of the top 10.
1: Yep, and in there goes Jamar Chase. Okay. Brandon Cooks against a very porous oh. Tennessee defense. Okay. Do you like Elijah Moore versus Miami?
0: That's a hot take. Okay. I mean
1: Elijah Moore's exciting in the same way that you could to make an argument for. In fact, I'm going to make this argument and say screw Elijah Moore, Hollywood Brown in the top 10
0: versus Chicago. Okay. okay. See Eli- Elijah Moore, huh? I don't mind that. But I guess I like you can Hollywood make the same Brown
1: argument. Moore. Yeah, well you can make the same argument for Moore as you could for um the failed four, failed fives of Metcalf, um, probably the same argument you make for Jalen Waddle, for Mike Williams, any of these guys who are liable to blow up have two scores and hundred yards.
0: Uh huh. I know. We're, we're talking about big blow up guys right now, and uh, you know, Even congratulations Smith to-
1: versus New Orleans.
0: Uh-huh. And then congratulations to Jacoby Myers. You scored a touchdown. Congratulations. Took you five years. And uh, I mean, you weren't necessarily <laughs> designed to score that touchdown. That was kind of like a broken tackle and you just happened to get in there. But congratulations to yourself. And uh, you finally got a touchdown. Uh, I know at work where we I was sitting there trying to help somebody with his lineup and uh, he he's kind of like second to last place. So he needed a lot of help. And he was debating between AJ, Bra- uh, AJ Green or Jacoby Myers. And I was like you know what jacoby myers is not scoring you a touchdown this week so i was starting AJ, <laughs> aj green and i think last minute he was like you know what i think i'm i think i'm gonna go jacoby myers and i was like you know what full send it do it and uh, he sent yeah. me a text. he sent me a text after after he scored a touchdown and goes he finally did it and i was like hey congratulations just because he He's, was on your team
1: he certainly did yeah I, uh, I was very, very pleased about it. I'm glad that we now no longer have to hear about it.
0: You know, the problem, it's kind of like uh, that one famous actor that I don't know his name. He he wouldn't win a, one of those Emmys or Golden Globes. Um, he Leonardo was the guy DiCaprio? in the title. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. And he <laughs> never won one. And, you know, it was just a meme that he was never, ever going to win one. I felt like, you know, Jacoby Myers is basically Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, he's like so close, but he's just not going to do it.
1: That's uh, that's a very flattering comparison for yeah. Um. What about Scary Terry versus Carolina?
0: You know what? I'm almost off the Scary Terry train. He's now mediocre, lukewarm Terry.
1: I was never the, the biggest fan of him to begin with. I was sort of like, eh, he's fine. Um,
0: he's like Spooky Terry now.
1: Yeah. He's sort of like the scare that you get when you see yourself in a mirror and you don't realize it's you straight away. Oh, like,
0: if you really look at... Morning.
1: Like, see something out the corner of your eye, and you go, ah, and you kind of startled. Startled Terry.
0: Startled Terry. He's not scary. He's not... Yeah, he's startled Terry.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, let's see, Ooh. he had... Ooh, <laughs> <got> me. <laughs> <laughs> like six catches, 58 yards. I mean, against the Tampa Bay, who has a very weak secondary. I expected a little bit more, especially with how well that team played. I mean... You know, right now he's at 632 yards and four touchdowns It's both underwhelming in the yards and the touchdown standpoint for somebody that we expected more for somebody that we drafted so heavily and highly in the early rounds uh, I'm not putting him on my top ten
1: I I'm gonna make your argument for you about okay. drafting zero RB okay um And that is, of the top 31, this is an arbitrary cutoff, top 31 players on this list, there's only one of them that I couldn't mount a case for them being a top 10 wide receiver this week. Well, probably two. uh, That's Deontay Johnson, if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play. Okay. I don't see him being a, a, a top 10 receiver. The other one is Hunter Renfro, who I love, but just not going to get not going to see the volume not going to see the the real heavy scoring heavy yards that you need but oh and the other one made Corey Davis because I think he's shit but (laughs) every other play (laughs) in that top 31 I could see potentially being a top 10 receiver this week or at least mount an argument for that being the case
0: well I'll take DJ Moore out of that list also
1: even with uh, PJ Walker and Cam Newton
0: Yeah, especially because of PJ Walker and Cam Newton.
1: Do you think there's not going to be like a PJ-DJ connection?
0: Uh, Well, they've had two games to do that, and both games have been disappointing, I want to say. Uh, Him and Darnold had a special little one-two punch together that I don't think that PJ and DJ or Cam and DJ can replicate.
1: Yeah, I I think that's... That's three, he's just been so good this year in Washington. Terrible. mm
0: Hmm. Yes. Uh. You think Adam Thielen can be a top ten? He probably needs multiple touchdowns for that to happen.
1: I I could see him get seventy yards and two touchdowns. Okay. Um. You know, as we said, he's sort of the Antonio Gibson style. He's not getting a lot of yards, but he is scoring. Hmm. Um, and and that's it, I'm not saying that they're they're liable to be a top ten, but I could make the argument. Even outside of that, you're looking at um Rashod Bateman who's been going strength to strength. We talked about Jacoby Myers, he's been very consistent, plays uh Atlanta, Marvin Jones, we know what he can do on on his big weeks. Kadarius Tony, Elijah Moore, seeing what they can do on their big weeks. Even Alan Robinson is way down at forty three. Um, who's to say that he doesn't blow up?
0: No, no, he hasn't done that all career. Or not? Oh, not career. All season, forty-three is kind of generous. No, it's not generous. It's about where he should be.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the lowest player on this list that I could see being a top ten receiver, MVS at Minnesota. Maybe he's at sixty-two. Uh,
0: let's see. Let's see. P. I'm looking at Darnell Mooney, Brian Edwards. He's fifty right now. He shouldn't be fifty. He should be a lot lower.
1: Um, someone like Jalen Rager, um, Deshaun Jackson. You know, they catch two long ones. Suddenly, they've got a hundred and ten yards and two touchdowns and three catches for the day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Byron Pringles kind of in that category as well.
0: Lavisca Schnaut.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How happy are you that he's shit this year?
0: I mean like I, I never want to poop on somebody else's poop fest. I just feel like you guys everybody should have known this was going to happen. That's entirely untrue. Yeah, I do. I I really like pooping on people's poop fest and just diarying all over it. Yes, that is 100% true. Yeah, uh, listeners but,
1: can't see this, but Nat is actually wearing a shirt that says I got this shirt at the Poop on a Poop Fest Fest 2019. So
0: OBJ gave it to me actually. Uh get your facts right. <laughs> I mean, it should. the writing should have been on the wall for Lavisca Chenault. He is a Swiss army knife. And Swiss army knives do not succeed in the NFL. They just, like, it, pe- people are too good in the NFL to let somebody that's average at something succeed, you know. It, it takes immense difficulty, immense skill, immense practice to be good at one specific thing in the NFL. And you expect somebody like Lavisca Chenault to be good at everything that he does. Oh, he's supposed to be a running back. Oh, he's supposed to be a wide receiver. Oh, he's supposed to line up here on the slot. He's supposed to line up on the outside. Outside. it's so difficult to do all those at the nfl level and for some reason you guys think that he's gonna i'm not gonna get into it never mind
1: i want you to look into your crystal ball here uh-huh cast your mind way forward to the year 2029 okay visca chenault has the season that called Aral patterson is having now okay it finally all comes together where's he playing
0: the falcons
1: the Falcons.
0: Yeah, only the Falcons can handle Swiss Army knives like that. I mean, let's see. I mean, la- last Swiss Army knife that we were talking about was, let's see. First, it was, I mean, uh, Tavon Austin. Percy Harvin? Percy Harvin. Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin, he-, he didn't even, he wasn't even a flash in the pan. He never got going. He was a dud. He was a the exactly. pan. Exactly. And then, let's see, Percy Harvin had some success i i don't want to take it away from percy harvin he was fantasy relevant he had bad migraines and injury history and uh apparently he was a shit teammate uh but he was pretty good and, and then we had cordell cordell patterson with i mean other than a returner he wasn't necessarily fantasy relevant and then and now he is uh but now we're it's at it's taking a Cichonada. long time though yeah it took him a long time in the perfect situation but there he is
1: there's a couple of them kicking around now uh, Elijah Moore Demetric Felton Kadarius tony they all kind of fit into that mold but not the same way as Chenault was I think there was so much hype around him being uh, Urban Myers H-back that people got carried away I never really saw it with Chenault to be honest anyway when, we're not going to poop on his poop fest
0: well, unless you're OBJ so take that dump alright so anything else for the wide receivers
1: uh, well to put a bow on it what did we say Jamar Chase is going in the top 10 correct um, let's say, assuming he's fit and Kyler Murray plays, do you like DeAndre Hopkins in the top 10?
0: He deserves the respect of being around that. Against 21's Seattle, quite 21's quite low. Let's put him in the 15 range.
1: I think we came to some sort of accord there. I don't remember what it was, but Jamar Chase, definitely in the top 10. Marcus Brown for another big week. and, and
0: You uh, want Brandon Cooks.
1: Brandon Cooks, yeah, from the, the depths of hell. There um, we go. Be in the top 10. Nice. Do we want to talk any other position here?
0: Let's go over tight ends real fast. We won't we won't dive deep into it because I mean, it's just tight ends. But let's go into it super super fast. So we got Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts, Gasecki with his stupid donut. You stupid little donut dropping tight end. How do you how do you have nine targets and zero catches and zero points? God, you you donut. Hunter Henry, Dawson Knox, <laughs> and Pat Freermoth. God. It's so disgusting. His name is Mike Gusecki, and he drops a donut. Oh, God. It's such a good matchup, too. So stupid. All right. So uh, I'm taking Mike Gusecki off this list. He doesn't deserve it anymore. Uh, yeah, it
1: sounds like you're putting a line through his name forever there.
0: Yeah, yeah. He He's, he's, he's getting the Daniel Gibson treatment pretty soon, <laughs> uh, if he, especially if he does that again. Uh, Zach Ertz against Seattle. I want to put him in the top 10. I'm going to be taking out Dawson Knox against Indianapolis. Uh, and i'm gonna be putting zach Ertz in i'm looking at tyler (laughs) conklin funny name conklin um and i want to take out pat framer he's had it too good for too long uh him allowing allowing the detroit we didn't even talk about this allowing the detroit alliance to tie the game when you fumble it in field goal range in overtime yeah get the hell out of my top 10 um
1: yeah. yeah that was Tyler
0: Conklin you're going in there
1: that was very poor
0: it was such a bad game you know that one I don't want to say it's that one meme but like that one Spongebob episode where uh, they're arguing and they're trying to let each other have the last bit of the ice cream cone
1: you know I've never seen an episode of Spongebob
0: see that's why your childhood sucked and uh, that's the way you are
1: <laughs> there are lots of like, you know, here, why my childhood sucked
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like here, the like here you can have it and then the guy's like here you can have it and then he's like here you can have it and then you know here you can have it. And uh, that was the game and that was the W and neither one ended up having it.
1: I um I thought the game reminded me of um another video I once watched, uh Two Girls, One Cup.
0: Okay. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. Anyway, so you're taking Mike Gasecki out of the uh out of the top ten, you're taking Dawson Knox and you're taking uh <laughs> it's Pat Fryamuth out of the top ten.
0: Yeah, he's getting out of here.
1: It's Pat still going to land as a reference. We'll see. Uh, And then Zach Ertz, totally agree with. I think he could. um, He's been awesome since he's gone to Arizona. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. I don't know why he's number 15.
1: Who else you like here?
0: I'm definitely not starting Dane Arnold against the Niners. And I don't know why he's 13th. I think just uh, how bad. He had a big week. He had a big week. He had four catches, 60 yards. Hallelujah. At this point,
1: we're looking. We're looking for touchdowns. How do you like Mo Ali Cox at Buffalo?
0: <laughs> uh, I'd rather not.
1: About if he's fit Logan Thomas at Carolina.
0: Yeah, because it looks like Ricky Seals-Jones injured his hip, so I, I don't think he plays. So if Logan Thomas does get activated, I would put him. I don't know if I'd Logan. put him top 10. I don't know if I'd put him top 10, but he uh, deserves recognition from like 11 to 15.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna keep Frymouth in the top ten. Um for me. Dawson Knox. I I'm happily happy to replace Zach Ertz. I actually think this is pretty well said. As much as you don't like Gaseki, um he has been very good this year.
0: It's not like I don't like Gaseki, I'm just frustrated with Gaseki.
1: I think that's uh, I think that's a fair response to have. I'm
0: I'm disappointed. How about that? Is that fair? I'm disappointed in Gaseki.
1: Yeah. You're not mad, you're just disappointed.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just disappointed. God damn it. Donut. Nine targets in a donut. How? How? I, I just want to know how.
1: Yeah, I was writing my article today. I was like, this is ridiculous.
0: Ah, oh, God. All right. Is that enough for the tight ends?
1: I think so. I think that's enough for not the top 10 this week.
0: All righty. So that is going to have to wrap up the not top 10, plus some draft talk, plus some ranting going on the side um plus some more ranting plus some gossiping plus a lot so that, that that concludes your top 10 or the not top 10 of this episode but of course we got the two minute drill Sheehan do you want to start it off or should I keep going
1: no kick us off this week how about that I usually right. make you go first
0: all right that's that's fair I always finish first um let's see let's go and I will hit the start now okay so we're going to start it off with the Indianapolis Coast against Buffalo Bills right here. This is going to actually be one of those sneaky, low-scoring games. And because of that, it's going to make a lot of people sad and disappointed. But um, you're still starting everybody in this game. You're still still starting Emmanuel Sanders. You're still starting Josh Allen. You're starting Diggs. You're starting Wentz. You're starting Jonathan Taylor. You're starting... Uh, the new legend of Pittman Jr. and all of that good stuff. You're starting Hines and all of that. I think I think the Buffalo Bills they take this game, but I think the Colts show that hey we are a wild card team and it should be an entertaining game all around. And between Dudu Browns and Dumpster Fire Lions, I mean, O and eight. And one, God, that's so disgusting to say. And the Cleveland Browns going five and five. I don't know. I think right here, this is where the Lions take the first win of the season. This is how bad of a game I think this might be. I mean, Baker Mayfield doesn't look like he's going to play. We don't know yet. Still early if Case Keenum plays. I think. Uh, I think the Lions come out with this one right here. Chalk it up to another victory, or, or or spicy, or the Lions find a way to throw this game like have they done all season. Other than that, I mean. This should be a phenomenal game of the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans, 1-8 and eight, and then 8-2. and two. That should be a fun game to watch. Speaking of teams with identical records, the Bengals and the Raiders both at 5-4. and four, That should be a pretty decent game. Uh, I mean, the, the Raiders just kind of got spanked on national television. I think they should come out with a little bit more fire and fury thinking they could potentially come up with a win and real fast before my time's up I'm going to actually leave you one of them and I'm going to talk about the Steelers and the Chargers another huge fantasy relevant game where a bunch of starters are going to have impacts and I think this is interesting because everybody has these defenses and they're going to have to decide do I want to start a defense against a high-powered offense and I think people are going to have to decline that and find a streamer
1: yeah I um I thought I was supposed to go first there, but um,
0: wait, hold on, hold on. You said you go first. Ba- no, I think if we listen
1: back. No, I thought I said I would. Anyway, let no, by the by. We'll, I wasn't listening. We'll we'll listen back to the tape. Okay. Neither of us will listen back to the tape. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, on Bengals Raiders being a really good game. Um, in a in a sport where, as opposed to to win loss records, you award points for wins and losses. or... You would say that both that game and Pittsburgh Chargers are eight-point games in that these are teams who are likely to be around you when the whip's cracking at playoff time and the winning or losing this week could be the difference between making or uh, or not making the playoffs. So that's super exciting. I really like the Chargers to beat the Steelers and I think I like the, um, the Bengals to get over the Raiders. Um, we have another battle of two very bad teams, Miami and New York. There should be quite a lot of fantasy points here to be had. I could see both of these offense kind of starting to move the ball a little bit more against two fairly poor defenses. I'm sure that the Dolphins will generate some turnovers against the Jets. Should see nice work from Michael Carter. Ty Johnson has been picking up his workload in recent weeks. I think he could be a low end flex. And um, of course, that man, Elijah Moore, should probably have a big game as will Jalen Waddle. Quite like this Green Bay-Minnesota game as well. Minnesota got a nice win over the Chargers, uh, but they are, I'm surprised to see them still below 500. They are a very good team to be below 500. Uh, I see this being a fairly different result to the Packers game over the... Oh, sorry, a very, fairly different scoreline line the Packers over the... Um, the Seahawks there should be a bit more up and back and I think you could just about start everyone here and of course we've talked about AJ Dillon as a a top 10 prospect totally agree Lions a good chance to win this week have absolutely no interest in football team at Carolina or Ravens at uh, the Bears Colts at Bills should be a good one New England will steamroll Um, the Falcons and this uh, Arizona at Seattle game hopefully we see Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back
0: Alrighty, righty. I don't remember if you talked about the Cowboys or the Chiefs. I think this is... Uh, no,
1: I was just thinking. I don't think either of us got to that. I, I
0: specifically left that one so you could have it because I don't want to take all the good games. But I was like, all right, okay, okay. If you don't want to talk about it.
1: I think I just glossed straight over it uh, as I, I scrolled back to the top of my list here. This should be a, a, a really good game. Do you think potentially a Super Bowl preview? It,
0: it, it really can be because all the top teams got knocked down a peg. The Cardinals, the Rams the 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 Tampa Bay and, and now we're left with the Cowboys at 7 and 2 and the Kansas City Chiefs I mean we're, we're, nobody's counting them out at this point it, we, the the NFC kind of got blown wide open at this point where there is about seven teams that you could have an argument make a case that is championship ready and a Super Bowl ready team and, and the Cowboys are one of them
1: what was that stat out of the weekend that um I meant to meant to look at this to so we could discuss it. Something like if the Steelers had won, they would have had would have been second in the AFC. If they'd have lost, they would have been eleventh or something like that. And because they tied, they end up right in the middle. That's how close the AFC is.
0: Mm-hmm. There, uh, first we thought the NFC was extremely top heavy, and we thought the AFC was a lot more scattered and unsure. Yet, I think in the next coming weeks it might flip. And we might think it's the opposite. I think the AFC might have some top-heavy teams as records kind of start showing how good teams really are. And then I think on the NFC side, we're going to start seeing a gradual gap, not gap, a shrinkage of gaps between how good the top and the bottoms are.
1: It's definitely a season of haves and have-nots, isn't it? We saw that with the um, the the amount of blowout games we saw this week, even by teams that are ostensibly similar in, in how they're uh, they're going bad or similar stages in their uh, their development so I'm just looking for a stat here that I uh, I dug up earlier in the week uh, for us to talk about um, it was that bird teams and cat teams uh, I think it's 240 240 and 10 against each other the all-time series is tied up after the uh, after the panthers beat the cardinals
0: I don't know if you if you put a bird and a cat in a in a cage, not a cage, not a big cage, uh, in a room. How about that? And they have to fight to the death. Who would you take?
1: Depends on the bird. Depends on the cat.
0: We'll go a raven and a cat. I don't know cats. Sorry, I
1: just just, see just, a, just a normal cat.
0: I just see a cat and I think a cat. No, okay, we're not we're not going a cheetah cat. We're not going a leopard cat. We're not going a puma, tiger cat, or a lion cat. You know, just, house, just like a just a house cat. cat. Yeah, house cat
1: household cat versus a raven in a cage or in sort of
0: let's go a room
1: how big's the arena let's say like the the size of an indoor room
0: yeah an indoor bedroom you know an average
1: because the bird's got to be able to fly
0: yes a cat can jump so I mean it's not like I don't think in a room that there's too much of a flying advantage
1: yeah Uh, look I like I like the bird I like like the bird. bird if I think as as long as the bird is has got a bit of got a bit of something about it then I think the bird gets the cat. But if it's just sort of like a little, little bitch bird, uh-huh. then the, the cat's going to get the bird. Um, I couldn't find the, the stat I was looking for, but I will give you this one. This is courtesy of a guy on Twitter. The last Lions playoff win was closer in time to the JFK assassination than it was to today's game, today being Sunday.
0: Wait, hold on. Repeat that.
1: So the last Lions playoff win uh-huh. was closer to the JFK assassination than it was to Sunday's game.
0: How long do you think he waited to release that stat? Cause you know, you have to really like, that's a dig deep stat.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Mr. Mr. Hogg here. Maybe it's boss Hog from um, the Dukes of Hazzard. He looks like he lives in his, he might be a listener. I won't say what he looks like. Um, there we go. Yeah, the, I think the the Lions haven't won a game. The Lions haven't won a game. Uh, haven't won a playoff game since 1957. That doesn't seem right.
0: 1957. Um, let's see. When Matthew Stafford right. when, when Matthew Stafford was the quarterback, I don't think they won a playoff game either. I think they're always one and done.
1: I think it's 1991. Might have been their last one.
0: Let's see Barry Sanders. You would think they won a playoff game with Barry Sanders.
1: And Megatron there for a while as well.
0: Yeah, Megatron and Stafford they were together. I don't think they won a playoff game.
1: It's, um, the franchise's last playoff victory: thirty-eight-six win over Dallas in nineteen ninety-two in the NFC Divisional Round.
0: Was he saying fake news? No. No. Well, when was JFK assassination then?
1: Uh, the government had him killed in nineteen. Was nineteen. No, I, I was going to say 1961. When did man it's go to the moon?
0: 63. I just, I just googled it. 1963, November 22nd, 1963. So we are about eight days away from his an anniversary of assassination.
1: Yeah. Do you do you celebrate privately or?
0: Um, <laughs> no, no, I do not.
1: There we go. Good JFK talk. I should have got that it was 231163. That was the name of the show uh, about it, starring. Um, the now-canceled James Franco.
0: Is he cancelled?
1: Oh, big time. Big what time cancelled. What did he do? Well, I heard that he, he met this girl on OnlyFans and told her to drive halfway to his house. <laughs> I think it's just sort of generic sex pest.
0: Oh, okay. Sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Cool, we were really covering a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, anyway. I know.
0: Hey, this is why I come on here Every podcast, I'm sure this is why half the listeners, all three of them, including my mom, comes in and tunes in, and hopefully they learn something, you know? You know, they get a little fantasy advice, they get a little trolling, they get a meme here and there, and they get some offensive fact.
1: My uh, my parents definitely don't listen. Uh, they ask me if I'm still doing the gridiron thing. Um, they then ask me, why don't you do it about um, cricket or Australian football? And uh, and then they go, are you still doing the gridiron thing? So um, thanks for the support there, mum and dad. Right. Prognostications. 0 and 24. We cannot get off the schneid here. You said last week there would be another Raiders scandal. I don't think it's quite a scandal, but John Gruden suing Roger Goodell. Big story.
0: In theory, I was right.
1: No, you weren't. Oh. If it had come out somehow that I don't know. If Gruden had sent dick pics to everyone. Then, then maybe, but no, there, There's no scandal here. Um, and I said there would be record de- defense and special team scores according to Scott Hansen. No, we didn't get that. We got that. Uh, we got the military guy come on. Who, um, no, no slight to the troops. And and thank thank you all of them to for their uh, their service. Not the most dynamic presence I've ever seen on TV was um, Specialist Schaefer.
0: I don't even remember him being on there
1: yeah that that tells you all he needs to know I think we should get george reed our man former former marine and all around good guy at sleeper onto uh the salute to service on red Zone next year
0: a former crayon eater should go on the salute to service all right so my <laughs> uh
1: my please direct please <laughs> direct your issues <laughs> Now there is a as a <laughs> I should've child of immigrants. Do, do you want to? Do you wanna hey, say anything on. else about the military <laughs> while you while you're on mic here?
0: I, I have a I have a lot of military friends, and I know I know some of them listen, and uh, we we send each other memes all the time about stuff like this. And uh, um, I, I drew a painting once for them. No, I didn't draw like a painting, but I showed them an artwork of a painting. I had some crayons on there. I was like, "Hey guys, look, dessert." Uh, they liked it. <laughs> they like. I mean, I hope they liked it. But anyway. We're not going into that.
1: I, on the other hand, not only respect women, but also respect the military. <laughs> uh,
0: so, see if see I, I, this is how I go about it. If I'm nice to you, it means I don't like you. That's that's how I feel it. Like. If, if that's I'm fair. Pre-
1: that's if, how I try to operate as well.
0: <laughs> I feel like if if I'm like making jokes with you, having fun with you, messing around with you, then I feel some level some level of comfort that I enjoy in your presence. If I'm like trying to be like business casual, then uh, then maybe I don't like you. <laughs> All right, so there my. <laughs> My prediction is that the Lions tie again.
1: Ooh, I like it, All ballsy. Right. Um, mine is that some rando, and we can be the defi- we can be the judges of who constitutes a rando if this happens. Okay. Scores three touchdowns.
0: Is this like Cordell Patterson rando, or is this like?
1: No, this is more like if you remember back to a London game a couple of years ago, Mercedes Lewis out of nowhere caught three touchdowns.
0: Uh huh. And right now, yeah, like right now, I'm looking at the tight ends uh, on New England Devin Asiasi scores three touchdowns.
1: At- Asiasi. Yeah, Asi-Asi. he would constitute a rando. It-, it would be someone who is not likely to be started on a fantasy team.
0: Okay, like like Malik Turner.
1: Yeah, Malik Turner or... Um, like if Alec Ingold scored three for the Raiders. Um.
0: Josh Gordon, is he a random?
1: He sort of is at this point, isn't he? Kind of. Um. As I say, we'll be the judge of whether someone is a a, a rando Calrissian. No. Right. um. You know, we, this is not going to be your, your Quez Watkins popping up as a rando. This is like a. Hmm, dunno, like a Kevin White. John Ross? Not really a rando. I don't know. I tend to start in most weeks in one of my leagues. That's how bad it is.
0: Let's see, alright, so Kevin White, I think that's where I draw the line. He's a rando.
1: We'll see. We'll 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 decide whether it constitutes a rando if it happens, maybe we'll let the good people of Twitter decide.
0: Sounds fair. Alrighty, so that is gonna have to wrap up this episode of the Sleeper Wire Show. If you enjoyed, make sure to follow us at the Sleeper Wire Show on Twitter for all your news and updates. If you want to follow me specifically and ask me any fantasy questions, um, I know I know me and another uh, person I actually like on Twitter. He's one of the few people I actually care about on Twitter. Uh, we, we we discussed Peter Howard, Peter Howie. We we discussed OBJ's value. And uh, I know a long time ago, we had a heated debate on his value. And I said, I wouldn't pay. This is when he still was on the Browns. And this is before his ACL tear. I said, he is not worth anything more than a second rounder in Dynasty. And uh, he, he, he strongly disagreed. We had a heated debate on that one. I think this was a long time ago. And I think we touched base not too long ago about his value. And then he said, yeah, I don't think I'd pay anything more than a second rounder for OBJ. So that is another parade that I will happily trot out for is that I was correct once more. Uh, but what about you, Sheehan?
1: Uh, yeah well you can obviously follow me on Twitter at Sheehan Solo that's S-H-E-A-H-A-N is that his point yeah S-H-E-A-H-A-N S-O-L-O it's late at night sorry Um, and you can find out obviously all the good stuff we do at Sleeper Wire we have a new episode of Screen Pass out today where we talk about earlier in the week with the time this comes out we're talking about the classic 2014 film Draft Day so check that out and uh, all the other good shit we've got going on over there
0: Alrighty, other than that, hey, good luck
1: everybody.